Investing in your business can be a wonderful way to grow wealth and live the life you want. That's what I'm doing. But investing in someone else's business can be even better. In my opinion, this is the best way to generate true passive income streams. Through ETFs or exchange-traded funds, you can buy a basket of shares in different companies in one trade. BetaShares offers Australia's broadest range of ETFs, including the Global Cashflow Kings ETF, ticker symbol CFLO, which lets you invest in 200 companies with high levels of free cash flow, such as Visa and Costco, in one ETF. You can learn more about CFLO and the BetaShares fund range by visiting betashares.com.au. Read the PDS and TMD on the website and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Welcome to RASC's Australian Business Podcast, a series for entrepreneurs who dare to leave the world in a better place and get paid while we do it. This podcast will make you a better business owner, investor, founder, or entrepreneur. If you want to start a business or already have one, please subscribe to the series or share it with your friends, business partner, or colleagues. And don't forget to consider taking our free business course, which includes heaps of templates for creating business plans, HR documents, employee files, all of my software recommendations, and more. The course is completely free and available via the link in your podcast player. Okay, let's get into the episode. Jordan, welcome to the show, mate. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to have you. And uh, I mean, it's always a pleasure to sit down with both of you. So Daniel, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. We are talking about the 10 biggest finance and or tax mistakes people make with money, businesses make with money. You guys have probably seen hundreds of these over your career at least, if not already. Yep. So we're gonna go through 10 of these things, me basically just asking you, prompting you for the 10 biggest things. I know you've got some things in advance, so I was privy to that, but I don't know what you're gonna say. Um, Daniel, I figure we'll start with you, mate. Uh, What's the first mistake that you see people make or business owners make regularly? Yeah, well, being naive is not gonna make the problem disappear. You know, something we see, and I'm sure, all accountants see within their practice, day-to-day life, is people putting off their tax lodgements if they've got no money. Right. Very, very common. If they've mm-hmm. over-leveraged themselves, they don't have that much money left over, they'll just put off doing their taxes. They'd rather go, I don't want to know. Yeah. Too hard basket. Definitely. The too just hard bury basket. their head in the sand. Yeah. Absolutely. It's so common. And then before you know it, there's one, two, three buses behind. And it's just and then it's oh, why is it so much i've made no money okay there's lots of reasons here <laughs> let's sit down let's go through them and you've got to understand that you're not talking about short periods of time you're talking about three months yeah the yeah. bus is a three months of business there's a lot that happens within three months mm. so putting off these you know tens of thousands of sort of payments tax dollars super whatever mm. it may be whatever your obligations are Putting them off is just not going to help your business. You're better off knowing, putting, going into payment plans, having a plan on how to tackle sort of these compliance obligations that a bit, every business owner, it's not just you, mm. you know, you can't sit there and go, oh, you know, it's unfair. I'm not making money because of my tax problem. Mm. It's, everyone's in the same boat. Some people just manage it better than others. And being naive about it, saying, I didn't know, to me, that's no longer an excuse with all the technology and the software around, the people that can help you. You can't be using that excuse anymore. Mm. Uh, yeah, when I was in the army, 
they would always say that ignorance is no excuse. So number two is poor financial management, which sounds like it's similar to that. Yeah. In that it's maybe not necessarily just sticking your head in the sand, but it's actually just making a mess of things. Yeah, exactly. So there's a few uh, different components of it. Um, what Daniel said previously can be a major factor where you know, you're know you not budgeting for your tax obligations or your super and whatnot, mm. um, but also overcapitalizing. So you know if you're, the plan is to scale and grow as quickly as possible, you need to make sure you're not becoming over leveraged or you're spending too much money where it's just not necessary. Mm. So sometimes we'll see that with a client who wants to grow really quickly and it can become an issue. Like, yeah, it's great. You know, you want to buy more gear, whether you're, you're buying more cameras or you're buying another ute, whatever, whatever it may be. Sometimes it's you need to just have a, a, a plan because you're outlaying so much money, um, it can become a problem. Mm, absolutely. Okay, so poor financial management is number two. We've got two things that are like pretty obvious. Like one is just burying your head in the sand where you need to make changes. Number two is just kind of getting things wrong and just you know, not managing the finances correctly. That's where a great accountant will help you. Uh, number three is something that I had to look up when you guys sent this through. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Div 7A. So, <laughs> Daniel, you have got the short straw for this one. What is it? Good luck. What does Div 7A mean? Why yeah. is that a mis- like a mistake? It's a big mistake. And I'm going to try and keep it as simple and stay away from the technical terms yep. and try and break it down. So, this particular component of legislation applies to mostly companies. So this is essentially when an associated party, mostly the director, takes money from the business for personal use, but that money has not yet been taxed, right? So when you spend money out of the business that's not directly business related, could be personal, Mm -hmm. i.e. taking a wage, that is taxed, right? You're taking a wage, the withholding tax is withheld, it goes to your personal return and then you're taxed. Mm. But what about the extras that you're taking? Yeah. Right? They need to be transferred as dividends. They need to pay, be paid out as dividends and still taxed. So what's happening now is a lot of people just spend, spend, take, spend, take, spend. Mm. And you give them their tax bill. And then they're like, what is this? Mm. Why? So we've had to pay you a dividend. Oh, I didn't take any money. Yeah, you did. There's $1,000 a week extra coming out of the business mm. for your personal spend. So mm. you're using untaxed funds that will need to be taxed at a certain point in time. So the Division 7A component comes into play and that's it's more of an accounting entry as well. It's we need to process a dividend over a period of time. If it's an unsecured amount, so it's not secured to a property, you've got seven years to repay that loan. It's actually treated like a loan. There's an interest component you pay tax on in the company and then you pay the income tax for the minimum repayment in your personal return year to year. So it does get quite complicated, yeah. but the moral of the story is you can't spend money out of the company tax-free. <laughs> it just does not happen. There will be a repercussion at some point in time. Yep. So don't take money out and spend it frivolously. Make sure it's for actual business use. Uh, and there, I'm sure there's heaps of resources online or you can get in touch with these guys to talk about it. Um, and if you have done that, maybe just chat to them anyway because it might be a good idea and something to avoid. So number four is reinvesting in the business. Now, when this came through, I was like, how is that a mistake? So you're going to have to clear this up for me, Jordan. What? Why is re- Why can reinvesting in the business be a mistake? Is too much, too little? Like- yeah, it can become... It can become a hole very quickly. Like if there's no strategy behind what you're doing and, and your methodology, 
it can become a problem. So I'll use the marketing example. If you're just spending, 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 and you're not measuring and you're not tracking, there's no way to see if what you're doing and what you're spending money on is working. Mm. So that's why reinvesting in the business can become a problem if it's not being monitored and if there's no theory behind it or there's no method to the madness. Because, you know, you can spend as much money as you want on Facebook ads and it can do absolutely nothing. You can spend as much money as you want on Google ads, same result. So I think it's really important to be able to measure. Um, And if if you don't measure, again, it just becomes a pit. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, with you know in other episodes we've talked about how spending with intention like where's the money going what are you working towards that is so important we mm. talk about that in personal finance it's also important with the business yeah. a lot of people like myself included I think well I'll just spend money on this thing and see how it goes but then it just keeps happening like I'm, as you were saying that I was like mm, Google ads hold on a second <laughs> <laughs> I've actually got a Google ad running right now and I remember because I checked the other and I was like wait a minute $1,400 this is for like a monthly Google ad that I've been running. I didn't even know it was happening. I was like, oh, damn it. Fortunately, <laughs> it was kind of working. Because yeah. <laughs> the, only, the only reason I knew is like the, there was one w- weird video in my YouTube analytics and it was like off the charts. And I was like, whoa, that must be really popular. I'm like, hold on a second. Check the AdSense account. There's an ad running. Yeah. So I <laughs> didn't know. Um, but that, there we go. So uh, number five is putting off scaling slash hiring slash investing in people, equipment, marketing. So this is kind of like, I feel like this is the opposite. This is more or less directly the opposite. But we're going to talk about the opportunity cost of not doing certain things. So this is where business owners, they just plot along. They're happy where they are. Mm. They're going ahead. But at the same time, they're missing opportunities, bigger jobs. It may be markets that they haven't explored before that they would like to touch on, but they don't have the resources to do so. And putting... You know, putting it off, I just think you're just going backwards. I think this day and age, unless you're moving forward, you are going back. Mm. So having the opportunity to actually scale, grow, invest back into the business strategically, having that plan, not doing that, there is that opportunity cost that comes along with it. Yeah. And we see a lot of businesses that miss out on, you know, really good gigs because they just weren't ready Mm. Yeah, we talked about that in a previous episode mm. where we said mm. like you got to be ready for if that person or thing comes through the door, you got to be ready to move. Yeah. Even like things like when we talk about marketing, like tr- trying and spending it. So it's that fine balance between is this a black hole or am I doing it with some sort of intention or is it an objective on the other end? Yeah, yeah. exactly right. And then it happens a lot because like we don't know as, as business owners uh, with the marketing, it's like oh you know I need to be doing this, I need to be doing that, but. A lot of the times we don't actually understand what the outcome needs to be. Obviously, the outcome, it, it does need to be a sale, mm. but it's like steps to getting there, like using SEO as the example, it's not a turnkey, you know, flip the switch. It's on. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time to build your authority scores and whatnot with Google. So these things take time. And if you don't understand that as a business owner, you're thinking, you know, I've spent X amount of dollars every month and nothing's come through. So what am I doing wrong? that's where it's important to understand the process and how different avenues of marketing work. Because there's so many now. There's yeah. so many different methods of marketing. Um, yeah. So yeah. I think it's really yeah. And important. I think that skill, we've spoken about it before, about being flexible and being able to pivot. Mm. So it's not something's not working, I'm just going to count it and just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. It's pivot what you're doing. It might be the wrong audience. It might be the wrong platform. It might be the wrong you know, sales pitch might be the wrong market. Whatever you're doing, having that ability to pivot is super, super important. 
Mm, absolutely. Um, okay, so we've got one was being naive and kind of sticking your head in the sand when there's a problem with like your tax or anything like that. Poor financial management generally is like when you can overspend or do something like that. Um, Div 7A is a, you think it's free money when it's coming from the company and it isn't. So uh, just be really careful about when you're tapping your card or taking money out. It could be a dividend, you know, should it be a loan? Uh, number four was reinvesting in the business. And Jordan said that effectively, you just got to be mindful of where the money's going. You've got to be really like sharp, razor focused in that first kind of few years in particular, when you don't have the money to just to throw it at an idea and see how it goes. Um, number five was putting off investing in certain things, people, strategies, whatever, uh, when it's, you know, until it's too late. So number six, Jordan, back to you. Uh, what is it? So we're talking about pricing to win work um, without thinking if that work's going to be profitable. So especially when you're early on in business, you're going to take on anything and everything you can get. Mm. And at the start, that's fine. Like you want to take on as much as you, as much as you can, bring on all the clients you can, um, but you know, as a small business owner, it's going to get to the point where you you think or you see and you go, I'm actually not making that much money. Mm. It's going to get to a point where you need to make sure you're pricing jobs correctly, and you know you're going to have to say no to work because where you're at, you know, at the start at year one, in year two or three, it's a completely different ball game as a business owner. There's so many more expenses and there's so many other things happening where you just simply can't afford to charge the same amount you were charging at the start. So it's just about being able to evolve and adapt as you're growing. Yeah, I like it. Um, and I, 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 we all do things in business and we make mistakes. So the first, you know, that's the first year is about finding those out, figuring those out. That's why I'm probably not as big a fan of those super long business plans, which we talked about in a previous mm. episode, um, because you just don't know. Sometimes you just can't plan for everything. But just being having a general, like, I'm going this way and this is what I'm working on is important. Yeah. But it's a fine balance. Okay. Number seven, back to you, Daniel, is an over-reliance on a handful of clients. I'd imagine, so I don't have this because we do podcasts, we've got 100,000 plus listeners, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's a bit different. Yep. But some businesses would make more money from one client than we do from 100,000. Mm. Businesses, some businesses only have one or two clients. Yeah. Some businesses make majority, call it 80% of their work from one, two, maybe three clients. If mm. something happens between you and that client over an invoice you know, disputes, um, payment terms. You don't know that your main client might be going into liquidation sometimes and you have no idea what their financial position is. Mm. If you're over-reliant on one client, that could detrimentally just send your business to the ground if all of a sudden mm. that client decides to go somewhere else or they stop trading or they go a different avenue altogether. You need to be able to diversify your income, have multiple clients mm. and keep striving towards that. Yeah, what we see is sometimes people get complacent with that because they're making all of their money from one or two clients and it's like, oh, this is fantastic and they get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as something goes wrong and that client goes, it's like it's crisis control straight away. So it's really important to be able to identify that and then take steps to acquire new clients and not have such a heavy reliance on the one or the two clients. But in saying that, it is very common. It is very common that you're going to have one or two clients where you're going to earn a lot of your revenue from. Um, but you want to be able to sort of pivot. Yeah, and we're not saying stop taking work from your big client. That's, <laughs> that's not where this is going. Yeah. This is simply going identify that you've only got one main client or two main clients and that there needs to be a strategy to more or less safeguard yeah. all your other income because if they pull out at any point in time, you've got to be able to still cover your costs. 
because as you, those engagements get bigger, those projects might get bigger, you're going to need to leverage up. And that's where laying off people can come into a play. If one of your major clients pulls out for whatever reason and you've got five staff that were working on that one engagement alone, what happens when that pulls out? What happens when you've got five people who have relied on you as a business owner to mm. feed their family? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and that's probably the big thing for a lot of business owners. Like you should be constantly aware of what is my greatest opportunity, but what is also my greatest point of weakness. Mm. And sometimes that can be that reliance. And you can get comfort by speaking candidly to your partners. Like this is what I do. I basically say, are you profitable? How much money are you making? Mm-hmm. Like before we go into partnership with each other, I need to know these things. And another thing we can do which I probably shouldn't say this publicly, but I'll say it anyway, <laughs> is um, you can mystery shop. So yeah. if you're not sure about one of your partners or potential partners, you can ask a family member, you go, hey, I'm going to go try these services of this potential partner and speak to them and say these things and see what they say and report back. Uh, and that's just a way to kind of suss out who you're working with. Uh, that's from like a brand, brand risk perspective. That's what I think about a lot. And have you done that before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you'd never tell anyone, but like you don't need to know who they are, but yeah. you just know a lot of the brands that we work with are quite big now, mm-hmm. but um, if they're smaller, we just want to know. Yeah. Like the big one for us is like financial planning or like any type of service where it's like intimate, you want to know because you you can't get that from a Google review or yeah, something right. like that. No. You need you need it like it's a more intimate thing. Um, okay. So number eight is doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, (laughs) expecting a different result. Insanity. (laughs) Yes, that's it. That's the definition, right? Yeah, that's it. So it's something um, that you just need to be conscious of um, where, you know, if again, it goes back to trying different things and being able to identify when something's not working and then to pivot and try something different. You don't want to get caught in that, you know, the repetition of doing the same thing um, and it's just not working Mm. because it's so common. And then, and then it's the world's fault. You just don't want that to happen. You don't want to get into that mindset of, I know I know we say it's insanity, but, you know, it's, it's just not a good mindset to be. Yeah. Well, you speak to a lot of business owners and they're sort of complaining sometimes, maybe venting, complaining, call it what you want. <laughs> yeah. And they're sort of like, oh, I just can't seem to make more money. I can't seem to do this. And you ask them a simple question, well, what have you done differently on not, nothing? Yeah. So, so how can you expect a different result? Yeah. And some people, I think for some business owners, it comes really naturally, that thought process. But for others, it's sort of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they just need someone like a coach to basically say, have you tried this? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, have you done that? Yeah, but just try something different sometimes. It doesn't even have to be the right decision. Sometimes it can be the wrong decision, but give it a go sometimes. Mm. Just try something different. Don't just expect a different result. You see it all the time. Mm. I like it. Okay, so we've got two more left. One from, I guess... Each of you guys, Daniel, back to you. GST, oh, I love government this. standard tax, isn't that what it's called? Goods and services tax. Oh, <laughs> that was a mistake. So yeah, GST is a very um, tough topic sometimes to yeah. a lot of a lot of businesses, and we hear a lot of business owners go, oh, "I'm paying so much tax. I'm paying so much tax. I don't know why I'm not profitable. I've got all the issues we've listed yeah. before. You know." <laughs> I've got no cash flow. I've got no money in the bank. But for some reason, my GST bill is huge. Yeah. And the only thing I have to say is not everything you spend money on has a GST credit attached to it. What do you mean by that? So, for example, wages. Yep. 
let's say your wage bill is 100 grand a year, there is no GST credit, right? So you're going to get an income tax deduction. Your bank is going down, but you still have to pay $10,000 on the 100 grand you earned mm. to be able to pay those wages, mm. right? There's no GST credit. A lot of hospitality businesses struggle with this as well because fresh produce does not have a GST credit. So cafes will buy all the fresh produce, turn it into a good, so they charge GST. So they've spent, let's say, $100,000 on fresh fruit, veggies throughout the year. They've earned $100,000 of income. So therefore, there's no profit yet. It's just money in, money out. But then they've got to pay ten grand to the tax office. Yeah. Because there's no GST credits attributed to certain things. Subcontractors are very common in a lot of businesses. If they're not registered for GST, you're not getting that credit. Mm. So come bus time, you could be making losses but still have GST credit, sort of a GST payable mm. because you haven't spent the credits to offset the GST. Mm. So don't build GST into your pricing. It's the GST is on top of. Yeah. There's it, that lack of understanding there sometimes. Yeah, and it, it is it can get a bit complex and it's why it's yeah. really important for people to talk to their advisors. Um, because if you do fall into one of those categories where that's what you're doing, um, the, you're dealing with those subcontractors or the fresh produce, you need to make sure you're on top of that from the start. So it's really important as a business owner, you reach out and try and seek that advice. So you know, you're on the right path, you, you make sure you're charging the right amount of money and you're putting the right amount of money aside for your GST and, and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I found out it didn't apply to certain things, I was like, what, doesn't everyone pay this? But it doesn't, right? So yeah. if you're in one of those industries where GST, you know, it's not applying for some of the products, Find out, first yeah. of all, yeah. make sure you know. Speak to your accountant. Okay, last one, and this is the fun one. I feel like this is what we do here on the podcast, which is, um, <laughs> which is pub talk. Why is pub talk such a big mistake? I feel like this is good fun. Yeah, it can be fun. The, pub, the pub, pub's pretty so good. So I'll frame it. I'll frame it for okay. everyone. So yeah, <laughs> coming to work, Daniel and I on the Monday, and, and you know, you'll get a phone call from a, a business owner, and I'll go, oh, I spoke to so-and-so. Uh, you know, at the pub or wherever, the barbecue on the weekend, and they're doing this. Uh, what's, a, what's a good example? Oh, you know, I can save $100,000 on my, my tax bill if I do this. And like the most common one is like, yeah, that's true, but you need to actually spend that $100,000. You need to actually spend whatever that deduction's going to be. Yeah. And, they're like, and they're like, oh, yeah, right. Okay, I see. My favorite one is my uncle's mate. <laughs> <laughs> he runs a $10 million company. <laughs> and he pays no tax. Why am I paying so much tax? It's like, how do you expect me to answer that? There are so many variables here. How do you expect me to honestly answer that for you? <laughs> it's so true because every business is different. And yeah. like even the two businesses in the same industry can be so different from a tax side of things. You can't take what other people say and just use that as gospel. Mm. It, you've got to be careful what you're listening to and what you're what you're absorbing what information you're absorbing like the biggest one is like oh he, the the deductions oh, yeah. oh, so and so's claiming this so and so's claiming that hmm. i'm he's claiming his rent why can't i claim my personal rent yeah it's mate it's in it's in the question it's personal <laughs> <laughs> you just got to be careful of what you listen, what you hear and just take things unless yeah. you hear it from a, a professional or you know do your own re research by all means but just take things with a great Well, professionals, story. we're not here to make your life harder. Yeah. We're not here to, you know, mm. feed the ATO tax that you shouldn't be paying. Mm. Accountants generally 
try and help their clients as best they can within yeah. the scope of law. So coming in thinking that someone at the pub is going to have better knowledge than an advisor or an accountant who spent their life the last you know, 10, 20, 30 years working on this is outrageous. And mm. a lot of people believe that more than they believe us sometimes. Because they, 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 they want it to they be want true. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, I mean, in the finance industry, it's like XYZ said on, you know, on the Today Show or Joe Rogan says or, you know, all of this. And I'm like, no. And the thing is, you can't, <laughs> it's not as clear cut with me. So they're like, oh, house prices are going to fall 20%. And I'm like, uh, well, they could, but they might not. Mm, uh, and mm. it doesn't sound like an answer. Yeah. But they're like, oh, so Joe Rogan said it, then it must be true. Or whoever. This is yeah, yeah. I don't think he has a comment on Australian property <laughs> prices, but you get my, I get my drift. So, so just to recap those final uh, five there, we've got, uh, these are mistakes that anyone can make when they are running a business. So you price your work to win the contract, but you don't make money from it. Now, that might be okay in the short term, but it is definitely not in the long term. Over-reliance on a handful of clients was number seven. Number eight was doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. <laughs> uh, and that's just insanity. you got to figure out, like, and this is where a business coach can help or an mm. accountant that can coach you through these. Uh, even a friend that's going on a similar journey, like just describe or your partner, what's the thing that I'm dealing with? Like, mm. Just talk to people and see honestly what they have to say. GST, which... Is not government standard tax, I just learned. So <laughs> it's something else. And it, it, it really is important to understand, particularly if you're in one of those industries like uh, fresh fruit and produce and all that yep. sort of stuff. Uh, and finally, pub talk. While it may be hilarious, it may be a bit of fun, just be careful about what happens. Sometimes it's just hearsay. You don't actually know. Seek professional advice. Seek <laughs> professional advice on important decisions like tax, any of that sort of stuff. We always say seek the advice of a professional. Well, guys, there's 10 there. That's great. I'm sure there are many others that we'll, we'll be able to come back with a few horror stories in time or maybe some you know, success stories. So, uh, Daniel, thanks for joining me. Thank you. And Jordan, pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Business Podcast. I think this series is best served with my free business course on RASC education. My free course includes all of my notes, templates, employment guides, legal documents, marketing strategies, software recommendation, and ideas for starting and running a small business. If you're a small business owner or an expert like an accountant, lawyer, investor, or entrepreneur, I want to hear from you. I'm not 100% sure what we're going to do with this podcast series, so I'm looking for sponsors as well as potential co-hosts, and of course, I'm eager to invest in businesses run by talented people. If you're looking for a supporter or advisor, a silent partner, or even an investor to support your growth, I can help. Please contact me via the RASC website. Finally, if this podcast or the course helps you, I only ask that you please help me by sharing it with one friend, colleague, or family member who runs a business. Thanks for listening.